0: We have begun a series on the revelation of Jesus Christ or Christ revealed in his church, not just to you, but in you. And I really want to emphasize this in Galatians one, the apostle Paul said, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, in me, Christ in you. He's revealed in you. And that is so important because the only one that can transform my heart is him, is him. See, we look at the scripture many times and when I say we, I know I have and I believe many Christians do and they read things in the scripture and they say in their heart, I'm going to do these. I'm going to be like Jesus. Not understanding that the only way I will be like Jesus, is for Jesus to be revealed in me, that I could become his expression. And this is a very inward working of the Spirit of God, and that's what we're looking at in this series of lessons. And my heart is that this just not be a teaching But a time that we set our hearts and our minds to the Lord and ask the Father to reveal His Son, His living Word within us. That we would come to see Him and know Him and live in the reality of what He's done. Now that's my heart in this series of lessons not sure how long they'll run. Uh, right now, I think probably quite some time. And this will be the third one. And I'm calling this at his coming or at his revelation. In the appearing of him, there are so many things you could call this. And we're going to look at some familiar scripture. But before we do, I want to make this statement uh, just an observation of, of preparation and studying and reading the scripture, there are so many words in our Bibles that are connected with seeing, with sight. And in the coming weeks, Lord willing, we will tackle some of those, look at some of those, come to understand some of those in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, with that said, let's go back into 1 Corinthians 1. We're going to go back into 1 Corinthians 1 and 1 Peter 1, and we're going to build on some of the things we did last week. And of course, I've, I've said in the last two lessons that foundational scriptures are in John 14, and also in Matthew 16, John 14, he that have seen me have seen my father and in Matthew 16, Peter saying, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus saying, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Simon Barjona, but my father, that how I see him is through the revelation given of God, of him. And that revelation of him is in the church because Christ is in the church. And as we established a few weeks ago in Revelation chapter 1, John turned to see the voice and he saw in the midst of the church one like the Son of Man. And he gave a description of the Son of Man. And and I believe that very description that John saw there of the Son of Man, eyes as a flame of fire, hair white as wool, feet as burning brass, face shining as the sun is speaking of dimensions of Christ that is in us. Is speaking of measures of Christ that we come to know, that come to be known in us by the Spirit of the living God as he's revealed. Because this is what we are as believers. We come to be his very own body. And and in a body, in a natural body, you have the expression of the person. That's what you have. In the spiritual body of Christ, we have the expression of the person. That's what we should have, the expression of the person of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the apostle Paul writes, verse 4, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've said... This word coming is the word revealing, waiting for the revealing, waiting for the revelation, expecting the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I believe Paul was writing to the believers at Corinth that they were to expect Christ to be revealed in them. And I believe the same thing is, is in First Peter, First Peter chapter one. And if you want more detail in this, last week I believe I, I covered it in in more detail. In the last two weeks, so just to move on, in First Peter one, same thing. Blessed be the. God and Father, Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again into a living hope, a lively hope or a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fade not away reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and to salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that's the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be founded to praise and honor and glory at the appearing. Here's the same thing, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It'll be, it'll be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love and whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that shall come unto you Searching what at the manner time the spirit of Christ which is in them did signify, would it testify beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow? Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, sober and hope or expect to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you aft the revelation of Jesus Christ." See, I believe these two passages of Scripture are very similar, that we have believers here that are looking for Christ to be revealed in them, whom having not seen, Peter writes, yet rejoicing, in whom? They're rejoicing, in whom? See, they're caught up in Christ for him to be revealed. For him to be revealed, and I believe this is in Paul's letters because he prayed for the Ephesians that after hearing of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would receive the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of their understanding being enlightened in the knowledge of him. Glory to God. See, as believers, as believers. We are brought into Christ, into Christ, to know him. Well, how can I know someone that isn't here? I can't. But we're to know him in a very intimate way by the Spirit of God, revealing him, making him known disclosing him in me that I could see him. See, that's what Paul prayed, the eyes of the heart, the eyes of understanding, being enlightened in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what our salvation is. That's the salvation that was coming in the last time, that Peter's talking about in the last time that they've been begotten into a living hope. Not begotten again in the death of Adam, but begotten again in Christ into a living hope, into an incorruptible inheritance that fadeth not away. Because the natural man fadeth away, his glory fades away. But Peter says they're they're begotten into an incorruptible inheritance. And, and I can tell you, With all my heart, I believe that is the Lord Jesus Christ that we're begotten in, that we're begotten in him. Now, I want to show this to you in the book of James as well. Glory to God. Go to the book of James. James chapter 1. Apostle James writes, wherefore, my beloved brethren, in verse 19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with, with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now, another translation calls this an implanted word, and this word is logos. Receive the implanted word. Where's it planted at? In your heart. The word that's planted in you. Same thing Peter's saying up here that were begotten again by the Word of God, begotten us by a living hope, by Jesus Christ, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that we've been born by the incorruptible seed of God, the engrafted word, the implanted word of God, as James says, that is able to save our souls. See, this word's able to deliver our souls, save our souls. Change your state of being, this engrafted word. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way in straightway, forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now here's where we're looking at. We're looking into Christ. He's the perfect law of liberty. <laughs> and continue up therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now I've said some things here and I want to try to clarify them. I said, he's the perfect law of liberty. See in Christ, we're liberated from the old man. We're liberated from the law We're liberated from death. We're liberated from sin. He is the perfect law of liberty because in him, all these things have been done away with. I'm free from them, but stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. Now, where he's made me free at is in himself. See, I'm not just free outside of him. I'm free in him. I'm free in him. He has made me free from them. Glory to God. So I must become a doer of the word. Now, reading this through the years in my heart, I've desired in the past to be a doer of the letter because many times i read about the word of god and i considering it, i consider it to be the letter or the bible what we call the bible the letter of the word and i believe in the letter of the word don't you get me wrong i believe the bible but i believe the bible's written of him And I believe he is the engrafted word that is engrafted into our hearts that's able to save our souls and that we're looking into him. We're looking into all that is in him. That's what we're looking at, that that's in him. And... By beholding that, walking by his faith, we're able to become a doer of his work. Live in the reality of the new creation, I could say. That's what I could say. By beholding him. Now, if I behold myself, I'll never get there. See, I'll never come to the place that Paul, Peter, James writes about in their epistles because it's in him, see, and we're in him, but begotten again of the incorruptible seed of God, begotten into a living hope, a living reality. This living hope is not the old man, it's Christ. This living expectation is him. And the reality of that comes in his revelation. And that's what we're bought for, is that he that bought us and brought us to himself may be revealed and made known in us that we would express him. Like I said in the beginning, we're his body, and his body is his for expression, glory to God, for the expression of him. Now, in Colossians 1, Colossians 1, we're talking about the body a little bit, and it says in verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth, or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. So he reconciled us in the body of his flesh through death. That's how we're reconciled to God in the body of his flesh. To present you This could read, I believe, in the body of his resurrection. But it reads, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. (laughs) Now, how do I walk in the reality of that? I can read that. I can even quote that, that we're holy Unblamable and unreprovable in his sight. But how do I walk in that? And I know I'm repeating the same thing in the revelation of him, in him being revealed. Now this word sight here is a very powerful word if you look it up in the Strong's. it actually comes from two words. It's strong's words 2714 and 848. The first word meaning directly in front of, before the presence of, in the sight of. The second word means self or himself. We are made perfected in the presence of him, in the sight of him. So this whole thing to present you. Holy and unblameable and un, and unreprovable in his presence. In his presence. In the Berean study Bible actually says, verse 22, this how it reads, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy, unblemished, And blameless in his presence, in his sight, in the sight of him. See, in the seeing of him, you're holy, unblemished, and blameless in the seeing of him. How? You're his body. You're his body. His body is holy. His body is unreprovable. You're his body. My Lord and my God, what a salvation we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are his body, we are the body of his glory. Yes, his glory. So here in the sight of him, in the presence of him, where we are, we're unreprovable. That's where we are. We read it in in First Peter, born again to an inheritance incorruptible. That's what this is. Born again. By the seed of God, receiving the engrafted word of God, receiving the implanted word of God, who is Christ. Receiving that into ourselves, into our hearts, that we would know him. That's That's why there had to be the reconciliation and death. Because the old man had to be done away with. Our life is not the old man made better. The old man's gone. We are the body of Jesus Christ. A new creation. Created of God in Christ Jesus. Now how do I understand that? I only understand that in the seeing of him. That's how I understand. In his sight in the seeing of him by the spirit of God, in God revealing his son in me. Because I'm seeing what he has done. And that's what salvation is, is what he has done. But I'm seeing that in order to be transformed into it, to express To manifest it, to manifestly declare the reality of the presence of God. Not just feeling him, but the very presence of him living in me. The reality of what he is, of who he is, of how he is, being in me. And yes, I feel him. I love Feeling the presence of God. But the awareness of the person himself. The nature of the person himself. Dwelling in my heart. To transform my heart. Into that. That he is. To be his expression. Now let's go on. Here in Colossians 1, it says, If you continue in the faith, verse 23, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel or the expectation of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, have made a minister who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Paul says here that the work he's been given is according to the dispensation, that word means administration of God, which is given to him for the church to fulfill the word of God. Now, a lot of people say the word of God's not fulfilled yet. Well, if I look up that word "fulfill," I believe you'll find in it, repletion, or completion, or to fill up, to make full, to be complete. I believe it's all here in this word. So he's been given a work to fulfill the word of God, He's declaring the mystery that was hid from ages and generations, but is now made manifest, is now made known to the saints, to whom God will make known the riches of the glory of this mystery, the glory that fadeth not away. Christ in you. The expectation of glory, the hope of glory. Christ in you. <laughs> Think on this, folks. We read in, I believe it's in Peter's gospel again. He talks about the glory of man. The glory of man being as a, as the flowers of the field that fade of, you know, a flower of grass. It, 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 fade away. It's James talks about the life of man being seen for a little while and it's gone. But Paul says that what we have in us is the mystery of God that was hid from ages and generations. It was declared in the book. It was declared by the apostles. But now is made manifest to the saints, which is... Christ in you. So we have the riches of him living in us to present us perfect in Christ Jesus. It's what Paul writes, to present us perfect in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, I keep stressing that, because I'm not perfect anywhere else. But I'm complete in him. You are complete in him. Now I have to see him, because the completion's in him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Beholding him, that is my completion. That is my salvation. He's the salvation of my soul. Christ in me is the salvation of my soul, is the finish of my soul, is the purpose of my soul. He is the purpose of my being. And now that I might know Him, that I might grow up in Him. Think what Paul writes, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection that raised out from among the dead. He that raised out from among the Adamic creation. He that liveth unto God ever lives unto God. He that is one with the Father. He that is the expression of God. He that is the nature of God is in me. Oh, you're talking about a fulfillment of the soul. Christ in you. Christ in you. And how often believers look for something else besides him to fulfill their soul. Over there. Mm. No, no, no. We must behold him. Set your affections upon him. Paul writes. That when Christ who is life, shall appear, we shall appear with him in glory. Yes. In his appearing, in his manifestation, we are manifested as one with him. Why? Because we're joined to him. We're his body. It's not like he's Manifested, and then we manifest. We manifest as he appears in us. Because we're joined to him. We're one with him. So as the life he is appears in us, the joy he is, the peace he is, becomes expressed in our soul. Then we appear in that. Peace. We appear in that joy. We appear in that victory. Because it's what he is. Christ in you. not Doesn't say the things Christ did in you. All the things he did is made real because they're part of the person. It's Christ in you. And that's what Jesus said. In John 14, when the spirit of truth comes, John 14, at that day, you'll know. At that day, you'll understand. What will you know? What will you understand? At that day, you will know that I am in my Father. Ye... In me and I, in you. You're going to know that when the Spirit of truth comes, not in the sweet by and by. Jesus never said over in the sweet by and by, you're going to know this. He said, You're going to know this when the Spirit of truth comes. That's when we know it, when He's revealed. We know Him as He is. In his Father. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. By the Spirit of God. So, when we know peace, we know Christ. Yes. When we know rest, we know Christ. When we're resting from sins, it's through the knowing of him knowing him that took our sins and brought us into his glorious life. Amen. That's it. It's in the knowing of him. See, see, honey, with all my heart, I believe this is what Jesus meant when he said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also, that we would be like him, that we would dwell in him, that he would dwell in us, that we would become his divine expression in the earth. Because he's in us. Conforming us to his image. Yes. That's what I believe he's talking about. He he is going to prepare a place for us. He's going to the cross to receive us unto himself, to take us out of Adam, to take us out of that state of being, out of that man, to come into the new man who is Christ and live there. Not just say I'm in Christ, but live in the reality of what's in Christ. And what's in Christ is a new man that is unreprovable in his sight, in, his, in the presence of him. So we come to see the presence of him. We come to see the reality of his presence. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. What a salvation we have. Let these not just be words, as he is, so are we. But this become the reality that's in our hearts. That's in our hearts. That the rest he is, is in us. Yeah, because he sat down in rest. He sat down victorious over sin. He destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Seated at the right hand of God, all power and authority given to him. You're talking about rest, that we can manifest that in the earth, in these earthen vessels, manifest it to one another, share it with those that do not know him. Tell them more than what we ever thought possible, that our salvation is a living being, a living reality, a a whole different man, a man filled with the nature of God, That that's the reality of salvation that's offered to us. Yes, it is. That's the reality of salvation that is offered to us. Now, I can't make that real. Only he can. In a couple more places here in ephesians 1 verses 7 through 12 and then we're going to look at hebrews 10 but ephesians 1 verses 7 says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin uh, sins according to the riches of his grace now those are some riches the unsearchable riches of christ according to the riches of his grace, wherein he have abounded toward us. Just mark that. He abounded. He has abounded toward us in all wisdom and all prudence. In all wisdom and all prudence. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one. What's he gathering in one? All things in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. You could call it the tabernacle of God. That which is in earth, that which is in heaven, What's in heaven but God himself, the abode of God, the dwelling place of the Most High, the throne of God. Heaven is my throne. That which is in heaven, even all those that have went up, gathered up in Christ, and that which, and which are on the earth, the church, which is his body, that on the earth, is gathered up in Christ, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things, after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Here's the purpose of him gathering it up to be to the praise of his glory. Yes, the majesty of the Lord being made known in our hearts in the person of Jesus Christ. The praise of his glory. This is what he purposed in himself. That in the dispensation or administration, same thing Paul's dealing with, that in the, Dispensation of the fullness of times. He would gather up everything in one. And again, that fullness, dealing with repletion or completing of time, when time is filled up, when it's crammed up, when it's filled with him. See, see, all before it wasn't filled with him. It spoke of him. See everything before spoke of him, but now we're living in a time where he fills it. That's a that's where we're living. If we're living in Christ, he's filling it up with himself. Hallelujah! Gathered us up in himself. That day you'll know I'm in the Father, ye and me, and I'm in you. Gather all things up in one. In Christ Jesus the Lord, in whom all fullness dwells. Yes, and you are complete in him, where all fullness dwells. All fullness dwells in him. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And all that's in him is ready to be revealed. It's ready to be revealed in you and I, as Peter says at the last time. Because this is the time that Christ is seen. Not a type and shadow of him. But the truth has come. What the types and shadows spoke of came in the volume of the book. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10 says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come. So it had a shadow of what was coming, but it wasn't the very image of it. Can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year make the comers perfect. For then they would not have ceased to be offered. They could never be complete, be perfect. It spoke of perfection. It spoke of completion. Spoke of a people living in the reality of God. It sure did because they were gathered out unto God. And God was in their midst. Yes, flame of fire a cloud and fire, filling the temple with smoke and glory, externally expressed. But this sacrifice couldn't get it done because it all spoke of him. Going on here, for then they would not cease to be offered because the worshipers once purged would have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, there's a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Here's the body that takes away sins the body that he came in when he came into the world. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Here it is, the body that takes it away. In burnt offering and sacrifices for sin, thou had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and offer and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will. I come. <laughs> oh God, he taketh away the first. He takes it away. First could never go away till he come. You could never enter into that of God till he come. He come in the volume of the book. The volume of the book's written of him. So when I go back and read Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, I'm reading there to see him because it's the testimony of Jesus Christ. Genesis to Malachi. Speaking of him, who oh, he come in the volume of book. It's written of him to do the will of God, all the sacrifices. Speaking of this one sacrifice, for sin, for redemption, for peace, to bring a people into the presence of God. All comes in him that came in the volume of the book to do the will of God, to gather all things up in himself. Take away the first, the type, the shadow, to gather all things up in himself, Ephesians 1. Gather all things up into one that he may establish the second. The last. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He establishes it. He taketh it away. The first, the type, the shadow. He fulfilled it. It's what he said. I've not come to destroy the law, but I've come to fulfill. That he may establish the second. Oh, the second's only established in him, folks. Only Christ can establish the second, which you and I are in. Yes. Join to Him. So He must appear. He must come and be revealed in our hearts. He establishes the second. We've tried to establish what righteousness is. Everything we've done that's been short of a seeing of him, of a revealing of him, just falls away. Because only He establishes righteousness. A people join to the righteous one, seeing one another as His, dealing with one another as His. Yes, you're talking about righteous judgment. You're the Lord, you're the Lord's body. You're not a body of the Pentecostal church or the holiness church, or the Baptist church. You're the body of Jesus Christ. His body. His body for his expression. Glory to God. We'll have to pick up here. He taketh away that he may establish. Oh, I wanted to say some more things, but I'll stop here this time and we'll continue on in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I do pray that he's revealed in you and he's revealed in me that we become an expression of him. That our voice, that what we speak comes out from that that's revealed in us. Yes, I do pray that. May God reveal his son, his living word, his divine expression, the person of himself in you and I. Glory to God. May Jesus be magnified. Amen.